Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sport card investor and maximize those gains. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card investor, and collector, and massive professional wrestling fan. I got to say, it is very strange here in Indianapolis on a Memorial Day weekend without the greatest spectacle in automobile and sports racing to look forward to. The Indianapolis 500 is a very, very special time here. I am born and bred. I've been going to the race my entire life. It is a family affair, and it is just amazing. I have been going since I was a kid. I celebrated my 21st birthday in the Coke lot. Everyone out there who's been in the Coke lot knows what I'm talking about. It's a party. It's wild. And then as I've grown older, definitely shown more appreciation to the actual event itself. I mean, seeing these guys and gals fly around the monstrosity that is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway going 225 miles an hour is a sight to behold. So there are pieces of my heart that are being ripped from my chest as I, it should be, you know, should be a fun weekend, but that's okay. Those are the circumstances we face as residents in Indianapolis and abroad and it's okay. We're going to get over it, right? So let's sprinkle a little bit of optimism on this opening segment. We don't want it to be somber and some a good way to do that and tie it back into what we talk a lot about on Stacking Slab is, is the NBA. How about it? There's been a ton of positive momentum coming out about spark, start times and getting the season going, right? So it sounds like we're looking at a July timeframe to um, tip things off. I know there's a lot that still has to be decided with health issues and everything else, but it seems like there's been a a lot of positive momentum. So definitely take that into consideration when you're thinking about your own personal collection or take that in consideration when you're talking about buying, selling, and trading. I know we're going to get into that in a lot deeper in the episode, but man, as I was thinking, obviously, being a Pacers fan, um, you know, we've hit a lot of walls over the years and it sucks that they're not playing this weekend. There's always some positive uh, momentum around the Pacers during May. Uh, but, you know, we were used to uh, be having a really good season and then running into that Jordan wall that you saw in the last dance. Or after that, it was 2000 running into that Shaq and Kobe wall in the finals and then LeBron the rest of the time. So got to be hopeful, got to be optimistic, always got to cheer for your team. And my team is the blue and gold boom baby Pacers fans. A little bit of housekeeping to kick it off. You can follow Stacking Slabs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Having a ton of fun there. So at Stacking Slabs on all those channels. If you like what you're hearing in these episodes, definitely hit the subscribe button. Give us that five stars. Give us the reviews. Those things are so important. And I'm asking you. If you're enjoying this, just do it, please, for me. Come on. It'll motivate me to make more content, and it's awesome. So please do that. I really, really uh, hope you do. I'm having so much fun. Everybody sliding those DMs, chopping it up about Seku. It's definitely a topic I like to talk about. Seku's my guy. And uh, seeing people's pictures 
of cards that they purchased because of this show. The, that is not my intention necessarily. I'm in, my intention with this show is to educate you all in what you're doing. But if you believe in what I'm doing and you want to join the party, be my guest. Um, that's certainly awesome. So definitely hit me up. I'm pretty accessible. I'll get back to you. Let's have a lot of fun there. Let's jump into content shout outs. I want to call out the Daily Hobby. So everybody check out the Daily Hobby website. It's a great digest to give you all you need to know on the world of sports cards. I love it. Stacking Slabs has been mentioned and um, has been plugged on there. So I'm plugging the Daily Hobby back. Go hit it. Go hit it. Put bookmark it. It's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to be a student. It's a great way to be educated. Go check out uh, everything breaker culture related. I mean, Ty's awesome. I like I mentioned, if you want data that matters, um, check out his Patreon group. He's he's hustling. He's providing data, pulling reports on Prism Basketball Silvers, getting in in depth on that, pulling um, wax trends and information. Um, go check him out. Uh, something interesting, right? I think sports cards obviously are growing, and p- more people are being are interested in the hobby. But as I was preparing for, um, you know, my day, I was getting organized upstairs in my office and Caitlin, my wife started yelling down at me and I'm like, it's like eight o'clock. I'm trying to, I'm got back from a run. I ate breakfast. I'm trying to get organized and situated, get, get that coffee flow going through my veins, trying to get organized for the day. And I hear Brett, 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 come down. And so Hi, was like, what does she want? And then she started yelling, cards, cards. And I go, okay, that you, you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to that. So I go running down the stairs and I look at the TV and it's the Today Show. And Savannah Guthrie is sitting there with that Mike Trout card that just went for Lord knows how much. And they're covering sports cards on the Today Show, specifically that Mike Trout sale. That's wild, everybody. That is when you know there's certain momentum going around in this hobby and people need to take note. So excited for you that you're all in and involved. Hopefully you all are becoming students right now and you all are here to stay. That's the intention. That's what I do. What I do is, is to share with you all what I'm do what I'm doing hurdles. I'm overcoming because I want you to stay in the hobby. The more people that stay in the hobby, the more all of our cards will be. So that's wild. I'm just still blown away by the Today Show covering sports cards. Anyway, let's jump into wrestling. Got to get my wrestling plug. Shout out to AEW's Double or Nothing. That will be finished and complete by the time you hear this recording. But that's what I'm looking forward to doing this week. And I got my calendar blocked off. Been talking about how great AEW is. I'm super excited for their card. There's a ladder match. You've got the Elite versus the Inner Circle where the Jaguars play in the stadium. It's going to be wild. The Young Bucks are probably going to do moonsaults off of the goalposts. I can't wait for that. Double or nothing, AEW, check it out. On the tune side, go check out Jerry Paper's Abracadabra. It is fun. It is just chill. It is something I've been putting in my headphones ever since I heard it. It's a great summer album. Very fun, low-key, chill, mellow. Jerry Paper, Abracadabra. Go check that out on your favorite streaming services. And if you like what you heard, go buy it. Go buy that physical copy. You know, I know that might be obscure to some of you, but go invest in a turntable. Go buy Jerry Paper and put it on it. You won't regret it. I promise you. All right, we got a winner. 
I know it sounded kind of confusing on the last one, but it's hard sometimes to tell everyone when stuff is going on when you're recording these things in advance. That's the one limitation of the podcast format, but that's okay. We've got a winner for the Steve Case in Steve Kerr encased encased, excuse me, scripted signatures one of five. I want to send a big congratulations t- to a Twitter member who retweeted, liked that, followed at Joey Jow on Twitter, at Joey Jow. Congratulations. If you're hearing this right now, you are the winner, my man. And I am sending you this bad boy. I'm going to package it up. No scotch tape. We're on team no scotch tape over here. We don't do that. We don't mess with that stuff. And we we don't need our cards and cases all messed up. So I'm going to package that up, make sure it's nice and stays protected. That's going to hit your doorstep. So I will be reaching out to you, but definitely appreciate everyone's participation and everyone giving further exposure to stacking slabs. That's the best. Glad we have a winner. And man, the last dance, I still can't stop thinking about it. Great, great program here. All right, let's jump in. Weekly purchases. What I'm what I'm buying. It would not be a good weekly purchases uh, segment if I didn't kick it off by telling you of a Seiku card I I bought. So I bought a new Seiku. Bottom raw. I did not have any selects, so I got a premier level select and a base lot for seventeen dollars. Okay. The premier level select is certainly going to be in my lot that I'm going to send, and I'm going to talk about that uh, in a second to get graded, but let's run through the rest of these weekly purchases. I got a 1998 Bowman's Best Performer Peyton Manning rookie. Insert BGS 9.5 for $75. I cannot stress how cool this freaking card is, how it's the price is going to elevate once Manning gets announced for the Hall of Fame, it's inevitable. It's like, you know, this is the easiest money to ever be made. And I told everyone I'm buying up Manning now because I want to invest in more important, um, bigger, more expensive Peyton Manning cards. And this Bowman's Best Performers insert is just so freaking dope. I'm going to post that. What do you know? There's more Peyton Manning. I got a 2007 Peyton TX exclusive PSA 10 for $45. 2007, you're like, why is that? This car is limited, right? There's not a lot. The pop report's low on it. And if you turn turn it around and you read the back, it's talking about Peyton's Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl victory. That card, my friends, is one that you call special. And when Peyton's cards are elevating is one you're gonna you're gonna want to grab up. 45 bucks, PSA 10. Love it. All right. So also there's another guy that I am really, really buying up right now because I feel like he is extremely undervalued. And that guy is the head of the NBA Players Association, arguably the best point guard of the last 10 years, CP3, Chris Paul. So I'm buying up Chris Paul like a madman right now. So what hit my doorstep this week was a PSA 9 Bowman Draft picks and prospects for 35 bucks. That's ridiculous. Then I got a Bowman Chrome Raw for 18. That looks gorgeous. Going to post pictures because I'm so proud of it. Um, Then I got a a Topps Rookie Raw for uh, $7.50. This is one of the, you know, one of the most skilled point guards um, to ever play the game. 
Um, you know, I, I really like Chris Paul a lot from an investment perspective. And I think if you've been thinking about it, now's the time to buy Chris Paul. Okay. Jumping into just overall thoughts on the NBA, um, from the, on the investment and collecting side. I got, we got to be honest with everybody. I got really anxious when they started talking about the NBA coming back because I felt like a little underprepared. I'd been spending a lot of time buying up um, some of the classics, which is the model, right? I buy up classics and I buy up guys that I think are going to get gains in the next one to two years. But I felt like there's a lot of money right now in the hobby and there's a lot of money that is going to be opportunity to make money once the flip uh, switch gets flipped and they the guys start jumping on the courts and start hooping it up. I mean, geez, like look at the landscape. Let me just throw this one out. If the NBA playoffs started today on the Western Conference, we would get a LeBron James versus Ja Morant first round matchup. Okay. How exciting is that? I'm thrilled at the thought of that. And I'm thrilled at the ripple effects that that, that will have on the hobby. Think about what John Morant's cards are going to do. I am all in on John Morant. I've talked about that, and I'm just a big fan of his. And I'll be talking more about some cards I got from him um, next week when they land. But, you know, I think you, you really have to start looking at your plan that you have and applying it to this special time. Because whether it's an investment for, or in the long term or if it's quick, quick flipping, I think there's strategies either way. So I personally am really as assessing the situation and trying to find opportunities to make some quick dollars. A lot of this is, you got to think about some of our previous episodes and um, guys that I've been talking about, like Kyle Kuzma, uh, the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, these guys that might not break the bank for you right now, but might be on the court when the finals happen. That's where the money's made, right? You can make some nice money. You might not be able to afford a LeBron Topps Chrome rookie. Neither can I right now. That's ridiculous. I aspire for that, but there's a lot of opportunities outside of those mainstays. I mean, I'd mention um, Chris Paul, but think of like Shea Gildress Alexandra playing alongside Chris Paul and the Thunder being in the playoffs and him being featured. This is a time right now in the sport of basketball where the card market is just booming and all of these guys will be featured because all eyes will be on the NBA. Don't sleep on an opportunity to be really smart about what you do from your strategy, your collecting, and your investing. And don't, I got to say this, don't do what everyone else is doing. That's not smart. We, that's, you're you're going to end up getting eaten up. Just have a plan and be strategic with it. So much opportunity. I'll be talking about NBA all the way up until the lead up of tip off. I can't wait. All right. So PSA, I got, I got to tell you, I got a little, uh, I got a little excited this weekend or this week. I have talked about my submissions to PSA. I've got a bulk submission of 50 cards and I've got six card voucher submission that are out there. I came out uh, after a hard day of work, um, you know, doing my thing, um, do, doing my marketing thing. And I went downstairs and I got the mail and I saw a box and I grabbed the box and it was a nice box. And I was like, oh man, like it's from California. And I started looking at the PO box and I was like, holy cow, like 
this is PSA's address. How in the hell do I have my cards already? And I, I like got my camera out because I wanted to video it. And I was getting all excited. And then I hit the box cutter and I was like, oh my God, like how did I get my card so quick? And I opened it up and it was the backpack because I'm a new member. And it was the, the, the market report. And I was, it was like the biggest wah, wah moment ever. And that's okay. Uh, backpack's actually pretty nice. I haven't looked at the market report yet, but it got me itchy. Um, and I'm waiting for those cards. But again, the moral of the story is just be patient. Like you got to be patient. You, you, you submit and you're just going to sit and wait. And speaking of submitting, I've got another stack of cards and I'll run through these cards real quick and just let you know why. But I've got a, car, a stack of cards that I'm fit, trying to figure out how many or what, but I have a BGS submission that I'm building out. So part of that submission is, you know, I'm looking at the reason why I'm interested in BGS is for that subgrade. Um, and a lot of those subgrades, typically I'm thinking about older cards, like cards in the nineties. And I'm thinking about RPAs, um, those types of cards that I think might not grade, um, a 10, um, and it'll likely be a nine, but maybe I can get a 9.5. So that's why I'm sending them to BGS. So some of those cards are, I've got a Shea Gilders Alexandra, Alexander, excuse me, 16 and 99 National Treasures rookie. Really dope card. I've got a slew of Kevin Garnett's. I've got his 95, 96 flare metal card that just rules. Like if you're getting into Kevin Garnett because he's, you know, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame and you want a Kevin Garnett card, look at that flare metal. It rules. This card just ah, can't say enough about it. I've got three class of 95 flare. Kevin Garnett's three of them. All these are in really good shape. Um, I'm submitting those. I've got my two Chris Paul cards that I just got that I referenced his tops rookie card and then his Bowman Chrome rookie card. Um, I've got Peyton, you know, I've got, you know, I'm there's, there, there's not a conversation that goes by where I'm not talking about Peyton, but I got his Bowman rookie. I got his Bowman Chrome rookie. I got his black diamond upper deck and I got his tops gold label. All those babies. I got a hoop Zion. Why not? Right. I've got that Seiku card I referenced that, um, which is a gorgeous card. The premier level prism select. I love this card. I've got a Seiku rookie royalty crown Royal. That is a eight of 49. Great card. I've got a Seiku origins. That is 34 of 49 rookie patch auto. I've got probably my favorite Seiku card. That's just, it's 91 and 99. His impeccable autograph on that and i've got some big ragu his noirs i've got two noirs rpas 25 and 99 and 97 of 99 those babies are going to bgs i'm looking for that subgrade excited about that willing to wait um a lot of those you can see like uh the seiku i don't need them tomorrow just just give me a good grade and let me cherish those babies okay so then let's see here um Mosaic. I know Mosaic's been a topic. I want to talk about Mosaic for a little bit. I've made mention that I haven't gotten out in the mix much. I've been trying to be good, social distance, but when I do get out in the mix, throw on the mask, I got bored. It was like eight o'clock on a Thursday night. My wife had a Zoom call with some friends. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go hit, going to go south. I'm going to go hit Target and Walmart. Newer ones, they, I've had some decent success at those. So I was like, I'm going to get in the car and hunt mosaic. Flew down, 
to uh, the south side of Indianapolis, went into Walmart, corner of my eye, saw the hanger box. It's like, oh my God, they've got it. Came around. They had the boxes were there, but they were completely empty. So, um, but my brother, nothing at Target either. My brother um, texted me. He was up in Fishers, Indiana, and they had it. So he grabbed it all, which is awesome. So some of us have that luck. Some of us don't. I'm not going to mope about it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to spend my money on cards. Um, I wanted that kind of thrill, the rush of ripping some packs of found at retail. Not happening, but that's okay. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, you win some, you lose some, but wanted to share that. If you've got some mosaic out there, um, good on you. Uh, happy ripping. Um, let me know what you're doing with those. If you're ripping, if you're selling, um, I'd love to know. There's so much going on with mosaic and the hobby right now. All right, let's get to these two topics, the bulk of it. All right. So first topic is just using eBay. You know, I think eBay is the market and eBay is where a lot of the transactions happen. I talk a lot about community building, relationship building and development. And I I strive for that on all the channels, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Discord groups. But, you know, it's really difficult to get the exact cards I want, find them at the right times. Um, So you've got typically got to turn to eBay and it's kind of that faceless sale, which sucks. And I think there's just so much opportunity in the hobby and take thinking about the transactions and putting some relationships behind those. Um, And that's a theme I'm going to continue to hit on and talk about. And it's something I'm deeply thinking about um, these days on how can we build solutions for problems like this this is supposed to be fun. We're connecting with others. How do we make the buying, selling, and trading um, more efficient, more easy, and more fun? Um, that's that's a whole nother episode. But focusing on eBay, I think you know eBay. I've talked about it. Sometimes you, you can't just walk into eBay. It's like walking into a casino and you know hitting a slot machine. That's really not the best way to do it. You really gotta have a plan before you open that app and you're buying cards. Just some tips that are easy, basic, and you might hear these and be like, you know what, that's rudimentary. But you know what, sometimes that's the type of information that people need and people want to hear. Um, so just three quick tips on eBay. If you're somewhat interested at all on a card, at all, that's at buy it now, hit watch. Load up your watches, all right? You can't have enough watches because you'll get offers from that those watches. I um, I had, there was a thousand dollar card, a thousand dollars. It's still listed. It's a Seku Demboye, um, kind of a fan. I'm going to have to buy a Seku Jersey, which is kind of, kind of grosses me out because the Pistons, but it is Seku and I am a Seku guy. So I might just have to do that. Um, but anyways, I, somebody had his impeccable one of one autograph the card is super dope it was a thousand bucks i am not really getting itchy to spend a thousand bucks on a card but i hit watch it and i noticed a little ding in the corner of that card which is sucks so i you know i watched it and then there was an offer it's like 200 300 dollars lower so i got the offer which got me more interested and i then proceeded to message the seller which I think is another important thing people should always be doing. I wanted another shot. I asked him, 
Can you send me another picture? Is that corner ding? And he was honest. He said it was, and he said, but it's a one-on-one, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but anyways, that that led me to really, I was thinking about that exchange and it's like, you know what? Like it might be a faceless sale, but message the seller. And if they don't message you back, then don't buy the cards. But if they do, like at least you're getting information you wouldn't. It never hurts to ask. So I will not be purchasing that card, but I got the information I needed. And I think that's uh, critical. And, and just the other eBay tip, pro tip, just always, if there's an offer, always, always offer. And it's okay to offer low. You got to start the conversation at some time. So hit watch, always offer, and message the seller. Those are all important. All right. To kind of round it out, I've been doing a segment on TikTok that has been getting a really good response. And it's kind of epitomizes what I'm trying to do on stacking slabs, but it kind of isolates it to a, you know, no longer than 60 second video. And I call that, um, I call those videos hype blinders. And I think hype blinders is something we all need to have. Um, I might start branding some stacking slabs, hype blinders, and doing some giveaways so we can all throw on our hype blinders. Um, actually, that's, I just, that's something I'm, I feel like I'm going to do. I need some shades anyway, so might as well get some gimmicks and throw them out to the audience. So if you want some hype blinders, slide in those DMs. More to come soon. But anyways, on the hype blinders front, it really is for me, it's like you're looking at a card, looking at the current value of the card, and then comparing that card to somebody else or a classic. Um, the word goats gets thrown out a lot. And, you know, I don't know, I say it and it's like goat, it's greatest of all time. Can there really be more than one goats? Maybe there can in different sports, but that's neither here nor there. But like, who are those, those top guys? I like to say, who are the top guys? And so I like to compare the hype guys with top guys on their um, cards and see and try to, ju- it helps justify if it makes sense to invest in the hype guys. So hype blinders, that's the segment. I'm going to be talking about hype blinders. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you three scenarios that I put on videos on TikTok recently. So if you want to see, see me do, the, do this on video, go to TikTok, go hit follow, check out those videos, leave some feedback. But three, three cases that I want to talk about specifically. Case number one, Drew Locke versus Peyton Manning. Okay? So we're going to talk about their cards. So the Drew Locke, Prism PSA 10 this week sold for $325. That's crazy, yo. That is crazy. And I'm not trying to discount Drew Locke. You know, he could be a very nice player. I know the Broncos, John Elway, um, did a nice job surrounding him with some really good talent to try to make sure he's as successful as possible. They've got a nice young tight end. Um, They've got some nice pieces. But does that, ju- and I know he had a nice close of the year, but does that justify a $325 investment in his PSA 10 Prism? In my opinion, that's a little too high, maybe a lot too high, but that's something that I think we all need to think about and look at when we're um, investing in these players. A lot of hype on Drew Locke right now. Now let's compare that with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's Bowman rookie PSA 10, which I own, sold for this week on eBay for $235. Drew Lock, Prism, $325. Peyton Manning, $235. Does that add up or make sense? I don't think so. So don't think about these things from a short-term perspective, but from a long-term perspective, which card would you rather have? 
That's what I'm saying. Save yourself a little money. Put it in the classics. To me, it makes more sense to invest in Peyton Manning. Case number two, let's go to the NBA. A player I really, 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 really like right now, Kobe White. Strong close to his season. He had three 30-point games, getting full-time minutes. He is the type of player that this hobby likes. He looks like he can um, attract that kind of sneaker head crowd. He's got a nice game. He scores passes. He's got a good look. He's just a nice young player that's getting a little lost in the that's gotten a little lost. That's getting some buzz now just because John Zion there are there. But his PSA 10 Prism sold this week for $150. Okay. That's a lot for three games and a lot left. But then you go back to a guy like Chris Paul, who I consider one of the best point guards of the last 10 years. Chris Paul's Bowman Chrome PSA 10 sold for $130 this week. So the Kobe White rookie is $20 more right now, which is safer. I think it's investing in Chris Paul, okay? I know there's different market dynamics now, and I know the prisms are very sought after, this and that, but the Bowman Chrome Chris Paul card is so dope, like, too. Like, if you're just collecting, it's dope. He's sitting there with that yellow uh, New Orleans Hornets jersey on, and he's got the card in the back. It's just really, really cool card. Another case in point, right? So what are you doing? Chris Paul or Kobe Wright? Save yourself. I'm saying save yourself 20 bucks and put it into that Chris Paul. Final case, RJ Barrett. His PSA 10 Prism sold this week for $115. There's the jury's still out on Barrett, okay? The situation's not ideal. New York, he has a chance to be the guy, but man, that's a tough market to play in. I think the jury's still out on RJ Barrett in general. I think he's got skill, uh, but I'm still, I'm just not quite there to dump a, dump a lot of money in into him. Now compare and contrast him with a, guy, a similar type of player, but a Kyle Kuzma. Okay, so Kyle Kuzma's PSA 10 rookie sold this week for $50. Okay, who has a better chance of playing at the end of this season, RJ Barrett or Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma, right? Kyle Kuzma is drafting off of LeBron James, right? LeBron James's success in card value is going up. Kyle Kuzma's is going up, right? If Kyle Kuzma wins a championship this year, that $50 could turn into $150 really, really quick. If I'm comparing and contrasting RJ Barrett and Kyle Kuzma, I'm going Kuzma just because I like a situation more. High Blinders is supposed to get you all to think. It's supposed to get you all to consider. Drew Drew Locke, Kobe White, RJ Barrett, those are the guys being talked about because those are the guys that are being transacted on the most. Don't forget the classics. Man, don't forget the classics. They're there for a reason. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of Stacking Slabs. Hope you learned something. It's all about just taking one nugget and taking it back to you and making sure that you're a smarter and more intelligent, making more intelligent decisions as you move around and navigate this hobby. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. If you like what you heard, give that five stars, leave a review. Be safe out there. Happy collecting, happy investing. Take it easy.